Yo, what's going on, world? It's your homeboy, Cuff, with the Brain Surfing Podcast. I started my podcast with the goal of helping couples get a better understanding of why their counterpart thinks and operates the way they do. As time went on, I continued to do this, but with more focus on relationships in general. Like I always say, the way you view things determine how those things make you feel. For more raw, uncensored content, you can subscribe to my other tier on Spotify for only $2.99 per month. But like I said, it's your homeboy, Cuff. Come catch these waves. Armageddon Productions. Up in the car, one of them got a switch. Ran up on them, hit him with the 30, know that he got glitch. Hit up on these beats and I be rapping, I just pop my shit. Told my nigga, cook him like some breakfast, I'ma call it grits. Another day, me and my brother tryna empty clips. Up another puller. Alright, okay. Switch the gin, this okay. a jiffy grip. Pop them in the shit and hit the loan, that's a dirty hit. Alright, yeah, my niggas getting busy. Yeah, I told them we gon' slide. We get it iffy. Stupid nigga wanna play, we gon' get him stitchy. Glock 26, I shoot it till it's empty. Glock 26, that shit be ripping through his man. Add that shit together, 52 is ripping through his man. Bullets, they be hot up on the skin, I call that shit a hand. Get into the money with my niggas, cause I know it's man. 22 be fucking up the swing and make him do the duggy. Bitches in my face, they want my time, but I want the money. We gon' send him home, get hit with chrome, tell okay. him it was mugs. Niggas keep on playing with the creepers, we gon' leave him muddy. It's your homeboy Cuff with the Brain Circle Podcast. I'm back with another one, man. And uh, I'm a little late to it. You know what I mean? I wanted to get all the information before I really went in so I can dive into it the, a specific way. And now that I collected a whole bunch of info, um, I'm going to be covering the Texas shooting that happened at this elementary school. Yeah, so I'm going to go through it, you know what I mean, from point A to Z and uh, describe all the things that. You know, um, I came across when doing my research as far as like when the shooting started, when it was reported, so forth and so on. So once again, I'm talking about the shooter in uh, Texas. So uh, apparently, <laughs> man, first and foremost, before I even start, I just want to say. We got to end up doing something about these gun laws and, and these background checks when it comes to these kids, when it comes to people, period. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to them being able to get guns, you know, and then when you look into the story even more, you know, you get even more worried because it's reported that this 18-year-old that shot up the elementary school, left his school, went to his grandma's house, killed her. That was his first victim. Now, I don't like to assume anything, but, you know, if you if you have enough rage in you, enough anger in you, enough whatever frustration in you, whatever it may be, to where you would kill a family member, it's only it's only it's only in me to assume that somebody knew you had some sort of mental issues because I'm pretty sure it has been displayed to your family. You know what I'm saying? It's also word that a few days before, a few days, weeks before, whatever it may be, he had just celebrated his birthday 
at uh, Applebee's, dinner with the family, something like that. And I really feel like they threw it out there to kind of, you know, throw some innocence on him a little bit. But he did what he did, and there's, there's no coming back for it, from it. You know what I mean? Like I said, his first victim was his grandma. So he left his school, went to his grandma's house, and killed his grandma. Wild. And uh, after he killed his grandma, he drove towards the school, ended up crashing in a ditch. So it's safe to assume he might have been driving a little fast, whatever it may be. I'm um, guessing no one reported the car, you know what I mean, or him driving or him driving crazy. So he made it till he got out the car and walked away the rest of the way to the school, which was a few blocks away. Now, some, well, my first question was, how did he get into school? Because, you know what I mean? I Like, from what I know, you can't just, any old body can't get into a school. So, that threw me off, and then later to find out that uh, he entered a door that was propped open by a teacher. I'm not sure if the teacher propped it open specifically for him, or if a teacher just broke the uh, rules and codes by having the door propped open, period. But either way it goes, like, that really might have been the biggest cause of this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure it's procedures where after a certain time, the doors are closed, the doors are locked. It's only probably the one main door you can go in and out freely. And even then, I would assume there's some kind of security guard or hall monitors or whatever it may be to where if someone tried to come through that door, there will be ways to defuse the situation or get to him before he's able to get to the students. So, yeah, doors propped open by a teacher, which uh, that's how we got into the school. And um, at 11.32, a shooter was reported to the police. At 11.32, a shooter was reported to the police. At 11.43, which was nine minutes later, the school announced a lockdown. So from the time that the police were, were um, told about this to the time the school did the lockdown, I'm sorry, I said nine minutes. It was 11.43. So 11 minutes after, it took 11 minutes from when the cops were notified to where the school decided to do a lockdown. It was an 11-minute span between those two things happened, right? And then almost 30 minutes later, the school announced on that there was a shooting. Almost 30 minutes later, the school announced there was a shooting on Twitter. They went on Twitter and announced it. Not sure who announced it, principal, a, a, um, a student, hall monitor, teacher, whatever it may be, but someone announced on Twitter 30 minutes after the school lockdown that there had been a shooting on Twitter. Six minutes after that, at 12.23, the scene was still active and parents were told to pick their students, their children up from a community center. Now, how the kids would get out of the school or even feel comfortable enough to move around the school to get to the community center or whoever, I guess maybe the cops were going to try to get them to the community center. I'm not really sure, but I, it just makes it a little, it's a little weird to me, you know, that they, they um requested parents to do that. You know what I mean? All while the cops really weren't doing much of anything. So at 1.06, basically a little, a little over 30 minutes after that, uh, the students were told to um, be picked up from the community center, the shooter was finally killed by the police. So there was a, over an hour and a half from when <clears throat> the shooter was reported to police to where the shooter 
was actually killed by police. What made it even more crazy is more news came out that the cops seen a post with him talking crazy about 30 minutes before he committed any of these acts. You know what I mean? So 30 minutes before he got to doing any of these things, cops seen that he was talking crazy on social media. You know what I mean? So from the the him being driving around crazy and drive driving to a ditch, I'm sure someone seen something and no one reported it. To him walking a few blocks from the car that fell in the ditch to the school with the gun on him. I guess he didn't look suspicious because nobody said anything. From the teacher who decided to prop open the door, whether it was for him to get in or for whatever it may be, that is like going against the code of the school, the rules of the school. So that's another mistake that led to this being possible to even happen. And then from the cops, knowing and being notified by him talking crazy how he was on social media and them not doing anything about it, not contacting the parents, not trying to contact him, doing nothing at all, to the cops taking an hour and a half from getting notified about the shooting to actually taking action and taking the shooter down. Now, the result of all of these, these mistakes that everybody made is 19 kids and two teachers all dead. Because in my head, no one played the role they're supposed to play. From the cops, like I said, once again, from the cops being notified a whole hour and a half before they actually ended up taking care of the situation. To the teacher, hall monitor, principal, whoever it may be, propping the door open, making it capable for this young man to just ease into the school with no problem at all. And then the cops, you know, taking up their, uh, their sweet time. Now, one of the kids um, who was uh, who was at the school has actually, I guess they've been watching like scary movies or they've been watching action movies, but uh, they were scared. So they told reporters that they took the blood from one of their classmates, rubbed it over their body, over their face and everything, and played dead for over an hour. <clears throat> Let that sink in. Imagine being a kid in elementary school. Everyone that's supposed to protect you from the cops, hall monitors, teachers, principals, everybody makes mistakes, which leads to an 18-year-old person who should never have a reason to be in your school, breezing in, killing 19 kids that you see on an everyday basis, and two teachers. And then a switch clicks in your head to rub blood on you from one of your classmates so you can play dead for over an hour. That kid will be traumatized for life. Always affected in some way, whether small or big. The school system failed in this situation, and I want to say even more that the cops failed because, like I keep saying once again, it was an hour and a half span from when the cops were notified to when they actually killed the shooter. Now, more details came out. And this this was weird. Like, I guess I understand it, but being a cop and everything, I feel like you should have a better way of thinking, a better train of thought. You know what I mean? So the cops were outside the building. They were telling the kids, 
to screen so they knew where the kids were at and they could come to them. But when the shooter would hear a student scream, the shooter would come in that room and kill that student. I don't really understand why the cops didn't just go in the building. And, you know, at, at first, at first, when you uh you thinking like, you know, you're going to have the kids scream, you can locate them, you can get to them. Understandable. But if you hear, ah, screaming, and then a couple seconds pass and you hear gunshots, how many times until you realize this might not be the best idea? So that's a couple more bodies that I specifically put on the cops just right there and then for not using the right tactics in that situation. What I don't get is, really, why didn't the cops just enter the building? Now, he had an automatic weapon. They Somebody would have got shot. When one of the cops, at least, two of them, three, a couple probably would have got shot, Like if I'm being honest, right? But we could have had it being from 19 kids shot and two teachers, it could have been maybe eight kids and one teacher just breaking it half and half. Not saying it's any better. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, like, the situation wouldn't be as bad because it's, it's half the amount of bodies. But what I am saying is that's 19 kids gone. That's 19 kids' futures ruined. That's 19... Uh, well, um... That's what's that? Uh, uh, thirty-eight parents that's grieving. You know what I mean? Having a lesser amount of that isn't good. It's still a fucked-up situation, but it's obviously not as bad. You know what I mean? So uh, the mayor said that he don't think anyone should ever go to that school again, and the school has been permanently shut down. Shut down. Sorry. Um. As far as what should happen after this, that might be the best thing to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what else they really could do. They definitely got to, I don't know what procedure schools have and everything in Texas or in just that area, whatever it may be. But they, they really need to reiterate the procedures when it comes to the students, hall monitors, principals, if schools get in those situations. Now, above all, we got to do something about gun laws. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, the gun laws that we have now and when how people have to go about getting guns, it, it isn't working because a lot of people keep getting these weapons and they're, they're killing is mass shootings. And I guess, you know, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but in the same breath, like I said, we got to do something about these gun laws because in Buffalo, New York, that shooting, targeting black people, you know what I mean? Like, he, how was he able to, if he is mentally unhealthy, whatever, you know, he might have some health, mental health issues. How was he able to even get that type of weapon or any weapon at all? You know what I mean? Like, how is he able to even get that type of weapon? It makes no sense to me. So this man enters a grocery store and gets to shooting black people. I guess at one point he pointed a gun at somebody white and, um, what did he say again? He said, uh, 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 sorry, I'm, excuse me, my apologies, whatever it may be. Like, he was going to shoot him. Then he realized he was white. And he's, oh, I'm sorry for even pointing the gun at you. You know what I mean? So he went in there. That was a hate crime. He went in there, shot up everybody that he seen that was black. Like, that's just crazy. And 
I looked into that a little bit more. I had I haven't did a lot of research on that one. You know what I'm saying? But I did see that he was getting some type of uh advice from a retired officer, which is crazy. You know what I mean? This retired officer has been said to be racist and part of racist um communities. So he was part, you know, as he was an officer, whatever he was like, you know, I'm not sure exactly he was a cop, a detective, whatever it may be, but he was in contact with people that he hated. You know what I mean? And he was able to do things and get them locked up or harm them mentally, physically, emotionally with his job. And as we all know, there are people in higher powers that are racist like this all the time. It, it's not a new thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we see this all the time. I actually talked to a guy yesterday when I was at work, and I agree with a lot of stuff he was saying, other than the fact that uh, he he felt like with the Roe versus way that, you know, because he's into church deep and everything, he felt like no one should be able to have an abortion. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you get pregnant, like, you shouldn't be able to have an abortion. Um, I didn't agree with that. I felt, I felt like that is a woman's decision, which I covered on another podcast, Roe versus way. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. You hear me? But uh, like I said, he was getting advice and he was running his plans by a retired officer. We as black people, how can we, we know there's racism everywhere. We know it's people who, who you can work with. And they hee hee ha ha all in your face every day. Hey, how you doing? They go home. They wife, their husband, ask them how was their day. And one of their first comments is about how they had to deal with some nigger at work. You know what I'm saying? And like you would have no idea. So we don't want to walk around just assuming everybody's racist. And not me in particular, but a lot of African-American people, a lot of people of African descent, period. When people of other nationalities, especially white people, do certain things and say certain things, it's hard for us. One of our one of our first thoughts is racist motherfucker. You know what I mean? And I don't agree with that, but everyone should understand where it comes from. Like we deal with this shit at so many different angles. It's just crazy for us. Like waking up, I had to tell this guy I had a conversation with him at my job yesterday also. He spoke on the George Floyd situation. And he was like, How many times they take him in and out the car? I'm like, a couple times. Why? He was like, if he would have just stayed in the car, none of this ever would have happened. Now, at the time. I'm working and everything, so <clears throat> I couldn't remember all the details of what happened that day, but one, one thing I can say and told him is whatever reason they took him in and out the car, right now I can't say, I can't remember, but it does not make it okay for them to put him in a, 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 legal, a legal hold that ended up in him losing his life. He's calling for his mom who was, who was passed away. She's no longer even with him. You know what I mean? He's saying he can't breathe. There's people on the sidelines saying he can't breathe. So the cops know he couldn't breathe. He had three people on his body. One on his neck, on his mid area, and then on his legs. For, was it eight minutes, almost nine minutes? There's no excuse for that. You know what I mean? So whether or not he should have stayed in the car, to me, that's irrelevant. So yeah, I had a good conversation with that, with that, uh, with that gentleman. And I love having those kind of conversations with people. But, um, hey, look, this is the episode I actually wanted to do a while ago, but I just wanted to get a little bit more facts straight and make sure, you know, I just wasn't saying shit on here. But, uh, 
once again, you came and caught these waves with your homeboy Cuff. Thanks for tuning in to the Brain Surfing Podcast. I'm adding this a little bit late to the episode, but I forgot to mention the fact that the security guard at the store in the Buffalo shooting had actually made a car that could run off of water. And there's a conspiracy theorists are saying that <clears throat> um, the whole objective was to basically kill him. Not that it was a race related crime or a hate crime. Really, they just wanted him dead. I'm not big on conspiracy theories, but I could definitely see this being true. And, uh, Rest in peace to him and all other parties involved. If you made this far in the episode, you obviously rock with us, so I highly appreciate you. Once again, you are here with your host, Cuff, co-host Hans, and my other co-host, Beans. Appreciate you catching these waves.